Unite, wedding photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 96. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications. In good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello. Great to be back, guys. I missed you guys. We missed you, too. And as, and as um, usual, the chatty Cathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. I'm here. Rapping. No, I'm not really rapping. I could rap. <laughs> Let's hear it. I can, rap. I can open up with a rap. Uh, n- never mind. I take that back. Do not open up <laughs> this podcast with a rap. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> uh, guys, episode 96. <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on? Um, maybe we'll start with Neil. Because uh, oh. you've had a lot going on. So a little bit. Take little us away. What's, what's up? Uh, you know... Um, Still doing wedding stuff. Um, I have three more this year. Um, actually, in the last couple of weeks, uh, okay, we had a huge uh, our, our annual Christmas uh, toy fun drive kind of thing. Then we had 150 families come in, so I kind of had to mentally prepare myself. Um, and I had a lot of weddings on the list as to where I had to, uh, you know, complete so I could start these uh, these Christmas sessions. Um, so I, I I edited three weddings in three days, which was which was really, um, it felt really good. Not at the time, but once I finished it all, it felt really good. And uh, so right now I'm just editing these uh, family sessions, uh, the Christmas sessions that, that we did. It's, it's completely done. Um, huge success, uh, bigger than last year, which was awesome. Amazing. And, um, and I, mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. It just, uh, I, did a, I even did a session today. I mean, such an emotional roller coaster of going from Christmas already. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Uh, I did a I did a baby cake smash today. I have a wedding this weekend. I had a wedding last weekend. So it's it's kind of like all over the place of of you yeah. know shooting stuff. You're in it full full stream ahead right now. What's um, up? Uh, no, hey, I said you're, you're you're still in it 100 percent right now. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, mentally, I'm I'm good. You know, I, I'm I'm feeling really good. Um, Dude, that's amazing. And actually, just and a little side note here. Yeah, yeah. A little side mm-hmm. note. Um, remember when you were like going to buy your house and you were like, "Oh, I'm worried if people are going to come out to see me." Blah blah blah. Out here, Neil, did people yeah. come out to see you? You know, every single person did, and yep. it, it was amazing. Like every every single person was on time, if not early, which was. You know, it, when you're doing these things back to back to back, uh, if if one person is late, it's just a snowball effect. Mm. But every like every person was like on time, and uh, I mean there were people that drove out from Rochester for this with their one year old. You know that I mean what what is that hour and a half, two hours, almost yeah, about two hours away from me. Um, you know, it's it, it was it was awesome just to see that, and um, yeah, I, I I couldn't be happier. Yep, that's amazing, man. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neil, do you do those cake smashes in studio? I take it in our house. In your house, yeah. I, um, I mean, once once our home studio is is finished, it's it's not even close to being finished, uh, or even getting worked on just yet. But uh, we're, we just do it in the house. You know, we we pull up pull out the paper backdrops, um, so the, so the cake 
uh, pieces and stuff doesn't get everywhere. Um, we have to, we just have to watch once the baby, you know, or the one year old just gets up and starts running away. We just got to catch yeah. him before he hits the hardwood. But, but you know what? We have all hardwood floors in our house. You know, it's, it's not like we have rugs or anything and, uh, we have beautiful, uh, window lights coming, coming through our house. So it's, uh, it's, it's a good space to work at, honestly. Yeah. It's one thing, uh, we don't do here. I, I just, that's just not happening. I'm not, sorry. I'm not doing a cake smash. Yeah. Yeah. Cake all over the studio. No, you know, I don't, I, I don't you. allow pets that are, that you can't hold the entire time. If your dog's mm-hmm. too big that you can't hold, they're not coming in studio. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not doing a cake smash here. I'll do it on location. I don't mind mm-hmm. that. I'll bring some, you know, you would some do a cake smash. Stuff. If you would do a cake smash, we just charge your cake smash cleanup fee. That's you know? good. Yeah, that's a good point. Cake smash cleanup fee. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but talking about working from home yesterday, we had a, a meeting for a wedding, and what do you know? The um, it was just the bride herself, not not the groom. She showed up forty five minutes early mm. to her meeting, mm. and I was in the shower. Mm. And my wife, she was you know she was baking cookies and, and cleaning and stuff. So we were like we weren't even ready. The dog was out and everything. Yeah, it was so it was so awkward. Um, so she, you know, she just kind of stood in the hallway and, uh, my wife brought the dog upstairs and, you know, she came into the bathroom. I'm, I'm like drying off. She's like, the bride's here. You know, it, it was just like one of those awkward things where we never really had to worry about it at the studio because, you know, if, if we're not there, then, you know, they, they just wait for us. Um, right. but, but when you're, when you're at home, you know, it's, it's a little bit awkward. Yeah, I agree. I, I hate when that happens too. When, when clients come ridiculously early and, they're just standing there like this past weekend, um, Natalie was hosting a party here at the studio, which we do quite often. I had a little wedding nearby and uh, we tell the, the people setting up like no guests whatsoever before the time because then they just sit here and get in the way and you're trying to like set up a table, do stuff, put decorations out and they're like sit on the couch. I'm like, get out. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> I, I, we're adamant about that when like, don't is come that, too early. Is that what you would have said if the bride showed up early to your, to your meeting? Jimmy, get a bride out. Out of meeting. Come back get in out. five minutes. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, I don't mind that so much because I'm, I give myself at least a half hour, you know, before a meeting, if not an hour, just so I'm here and set up and light candles and stuff. But I don't really mind that too much if they're that early because maybe they're coming from the city from New York city and they're, they got here early, let's say, or whatever the case is. And, you know, but usually they'll text me and be like, Hey, we're outside. Is it okay if we come in? And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, what's up? What's up? Uh, let's see what's going on. Oh, lots of fun <laughs> stuff. And, uh, what else is going on? So can I just, can I, just, so, so what's the fun hold stuff? On Jimmy, first, I, I of all, know. first of all, I love you. I love you, brother. Uh, second of all, I think this podcast is almost kind of therapeutic for me. Like to do this every couple of weeks, you know, like to just, you know, cause otherwise we're just in our own little worlds taking photos, you know, but it's very nice to be able to come together and chat about this stuff. Anyway, I know, Jimmy, right? go ahead. Uh, fun stuff I can't mention on air. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, uh, so we had uh, Natalie, Natalie and I had a wedding this past weekend it, at a place called the Surf Club, which is in like uh, New Rochelle, New York, just kind of north of Manhattan a little bit, and then east. And it's a really cool place. Got a huge fountain outside. Got a lot of elements. We know we know the family. We shot her sister's wedding in March, and then her best friend's wedding I shot a couple years ago. So a lot of good people and. Awesome stuff. Like the, the just before we're about to leave, luckily we caught this. The bride gets on stage with the band and raps along with I forget what rap song it was, but it was really epic and awesome. But here's what happened earlier in the night, and I'm a little annoyed by it. So 
I'm dance floor closer to the bride and groom table. Natalie is by the band. And then everyone's coming in. Now, 100% of everybody, <laughs> except for the band, is looking at the entrance when people are walking in, right? This woman just gets up, stands by the wall with her phone, shooting the people coming in. She is in everyone's view and everyone's other photograph and ours as well. So I'm like, I look at her, I'm like, is she going to stand there the whole time? Like, like, I know it's a rhetorical question. I'm asking my wife, but it's fine. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh. So I run up to her and I say, I'm like, you're in a really bad spot right here. And I come back. That is literally all I said. So a couple hours later, she comes back to me and is like, she's like, by the way, that was really rude what you said to me before. I'm like, what? What, what do you, I don't know what else to say. She's like, you could ask me to, to police it down. I'm like, I, I kind of said something similar to that. <laughs> and I have seconds to run over. I had to run over to her to say that because now she's in all the shots with her stupid phone and her phone case that's opening up like a, like a wallet. And I was so mad. And then she swore. And then she cursed at me too. And I'm like, oh, I'm right. I'm, I'm livid. At this woman, mm. livid. But I had to be professional and not snap back at her. But uh, yeah, I was just—I was so pissed off. So, what was your response? Uh, if, I did. I just—I said back, she just... wouldn't even let me talk. She kept saying that was really effing rude of you to uh, to, to to say that. And I was like, fine. Oh, I, I would love to rip her a new one. Now, so, yeah, let's let's not forget that she might have a daughter who's engaged. You know, things like that. You know what? We Too always, late now. She's not. Gonna... Have... Doesn't matter. Doesn't. I'm off the list, and that's fine. There's no way. This, and, and, Just write that one off. And the thing is, I saw her talking to the the parents of the other bride I shot two years ago, who love me, and I, they were all. This, I don't know if they're at the same table, but I saw them talking a lot. And I know at one point she probably was like, "Yeah, this photographer's really rude." He just said that to me, and they're probably like, "Well, you should have sat your ass down, Just be a guest, and sit down with your." And what are you doing with your phone? It's dark anyway. Just, you're not gonna do anything with these phones. I would like to put it out there that I'm about this close. To be like, I will shoot your wedding for free. Here's the rule. No phones, no cameras whatsoever. They must stay in the car. You want to you check your phone, you go out to your car, you do it, you come back. No phones, no cameras whatsoever. Wedding is free. Let that go viral. Wow. That'd be great. That would be amazing. But that's not going to happen. Anyway, that's me. See, I'm a little, see, see, it I get all heated see, over. I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much anymore. I'm just going to get over it and shoot around it. You what, know yeah. What I mean? Actually, this topic well, I mean, is going to come up later oh, sorry, in the I'm show from one of our mic. one of the questions somebody gave us on a post I just made in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It can kind of go both ways. It depends but, on the people and what I they're mean, doing. She's not one hundred percent wrong. I could have said, "Could you please sit down?" But in context, if I said it like that, I probably would have said it with a little bit of a jab, <laughs> knowing me. And then that would have come up across rude because you can say that rude too. You can be like, "Can you please sit down?" And that the context is taken now in right. a different tone. But at least you didn't shove her out of the way like that one photographer did on that one video. Did you see that, <laughs> that video? Was funny. Where like the girl photographer just like literally like, like elbowed, like, yeah, yeah. Just, like yeah. she was playing, yeah, she was playing a hockey game. You know what I mean? She's like, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it's getting bad. And so, I'm just, you know, I I shoot like we talked about this before. I I shoot the behind the scenes of something like this when. Just, let's say a ceremony, you see everyone with their phones out and they're just kind of pushing the edge of aisle. I'll shoot a wide shot to be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. I, I can't go back and ask every guest to just lean back in again. There's no time for that. That's a really good idea just to do that, just to show, it, let's say, if you kind of have to move your angle from something that, you know, is not normally seen before. And the clients are like, why did you take it from, you know, shooting down at the floor and up? And then you'll have that safety shot and be like that or that proof shot say, hey, well, this is what what I had, what I was 
what I was yeah. dealt with, and yeah. and this is reason mm-hmm. why I was Cover shooting, your bases, you know, yeah. down on the floor. You yeah, know what I, mean? I think did we just yeah. talk about the, that recently? Yeah, I don't know if it came I think up. So but, there were a couple yeah. episodes but I, before. I, yeah, but, but I think like yeah, you, I think I take that shot. I don't deliver it, but I take that right. shot. So if it ever came up, I, you're like, hey, this is what was happening. Then this is why. You know, yeah. I've done that many um, times. Yeah, thank God. That's it, that's a good thing. That's a good tip. Is don't just stand there. With your hands up in the air, being like, "I can't believe this is what's happening." Shoot, shoot a wide shot. Shoot the behind yep. the scenes to cover yourself in case the bride's like, "How come you didn't get me coming down with my dad when I was all crying?" I'm like, "Cause maybe five guests jumped right in front of me and one knocked me over, and I just wasn't, you know, because your guests are rude and they're they're horrible people." <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I do deliver that shot just. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Just because. It depends on the know, shot. Because, it depends on the shot. I, mean, yep. I mean, let's remember. I mean, that's what the groom is looking at. Mm-hmm. You know? He, he might want to, I don't know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You Why know, not? like, actually, maybe we'll talk about this now and maybe not, you know, like when this when we get to this question, maybe make it a little bit quicker. But my thoughts on that were basically sometimes you're just in the situation that you're in and you just photograph it like a, you know, like a photojournalist would. You know, like in this mm-hmm. particular situation, this is what was happening. So I'm documenting the day as it was. And and the, the, the challenge is, is the artistic side of us, right, as photographers, we need to kind of like put to the side so that we can, you know, because in, in my head, like like you and I and, and we all might be freaking out about like this terrible shot with all these tripods in the shot or whatever. But like if we put that aside and just document what it is then that just is what it is, you know? And um, I think that that's maybe part of the part of uh, what we do or should do is, you know, we're providing, you know, we want to show wider angle shots and, and part of that is what it was at the particular time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's hard to get over though, you know, when we know what could be a better shot or how much of a better shot it would be if that, if those three disgusting tripods weren't <laughs> terribly <laughs> placed where they are, you know? Yeah. Well, these um, those tripods not moving. I, I don't, I, I saw that one photo posted, but right, I, I, that doesn't bother me too much. Right. So, um, yeah. So I thought I was kind of done, <laughs> and then I had I, this is the quickest last minute booking I've ever had. I got a call. I'm shooting a wedding this coming weekend. What is it? The 24th. Um, and I got a call about it like a month and a half ago, but then I didn't hear back from him for like a few weeks, and then I got a call like two weeks ago. Like, sorry, we didn't get back. Had a family emergency. And if you're still available um, the day after Black Friday to photograph uh, this wedding. Um, and so I picked up kind of a last minute wedding and it's an Indian wedding, but they're kind of like an older couple. So um, kind of not a full day wedding. So it's kind of perfect, you know, kind of like a like a little added thing when I didn't expect it. Um, cool. And then Bonus. the following week, I have that wedding out in Los Angeles. And by the way, for that, um, uh, the way I went about finding my second shooter uh, I looked on one of those Southern California, like second shooter groups or whatever, and I noticed that I had a mutual friend, um, you know, like Facebook friend in that group, and the guy's work is fantastic, uh, like really, really good. And it turns out I'm friends with him because he is a listener to Wedding Photographers Unite. So um, I took a look at his work. Um, this is like months ago now, uh, and his work is like super, super beautiful and. Um, you know, I said, Hey, you know, I noticed you're a listener of the show. I was just about to look for a second shooter for this, uh, wedding out in Los Angeles and he's, uh, he, he was available. So Gary Colho, um, I'll be shooting with him next week. He's a listener and, um, I'm excited to work with him. His work looks really, really great. He's been nice to communicate with. And, um, and it's kind of cool just like with the podcast, how, 
you know, part of the reason is the therapy, the therapy that I mentioned before, but it also is the networking opportunities that it brings, you know, and things like that. So that'll be cool. And I'm looking forward to working with uh, Gary next week. Um, and then uh, the only other thing that's that's more recent is I have a few new little toys. I'm showing. Jimmy, you okay. shoot with these, right? Uh, the no, that's funny. We were just thinking about getting the... Um, 8200. The, the, yeah, yeah, maybe I might do the 400. Let's explain to the listeners what, what you're showing. Yes. Instead of, thank you. Thank you, Neil. Um, (laughs) So I've been, I was thinking about, you know, doing the Godox stuff because I've heard so many, like I just keep hearing about the Godox stuff. And um, I've been shooting with the Young Nows and they're amazing because they're so cheap and they just work. Um, But they're just like regular flashes that do not have TTL, at least the versions that I've been using. And uh, the Godox has TTL. They work with the Sony. And this 8200 works with whatever you're using, the Nikon's the Canon, like any kind of, any kind of camera, it works with anything. And it's got the lithium ion battery in it. It's got a, it's got a flash uh, bulb head on it, or you can do like the regular, the regular flash head. And, uh, it's, I am super, super impressed with, with this thing, the 8200, but I also got the, on like the regular flash, the regular TTL flash for Sony. Cause I've been, I've gone the whole season without shooting TTL on Sony, which I rarely need it, but sometimes I do kind of want it. Um, and, uh, it's, I'm super impressed with just, um, just like even the build for the price of these things is ridiculous. This thing actually how many, feels like how many like Watts a, is that? Is that 200 Watts? Uh, I would assume so. It says 8,200. Yes. I haven't, um, and, okay, but, so but I mean, this thing, I, I made the, the, the sincere mistake of, uh, of putting this flash bulb head on and, and doing it one-to-one and having my eye anywhere near, near oh, the scene when this thing, this thing flashed off. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that was actually one over 128, but this thing. I don't know what's going to happen on your screens right now, but holy shit, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so, so I'm I, super excited about that. I've heard amazing things. And the, oh, the, the one thing about it that's, uh, um, that's cool is the TTL, but also um, on this other flash head, you get a modeling light with it too. So, um, and you can, you can turn it on and off remotely um, from, oh, it, the, from the trigger. Yeah, so, the B1s have that too. Um, th- does it have a dimmer? The modeling light? No, have a no, dimmer? no dinner. Oh, okay. No dinner. But okay. it's still, it's better than yeah, nothing. I, you know? I sometimes use the modeling lights, um, like on the dance floor and stuff for, for the first dance mm-hmm. or even in my nighttime shots. I, I, I'm loving those model lights. They're bright and they're LEDs, so it doesn't really waste much power. I don't right. know if, I don't know if, is your, do you know if, if, if yours is LED or not? Oh, uh, yeah, it has to be. Oh, it looks it's, like it. Yeah. yeah it has I, to be, I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's anything that bright and not controllable unless I haven't figured out a way to do that. I think it's just on or off. I could be mm-hmm. wrong about that, but. Um, cool. But that's the model light um, also with the bare bulb head. No, I, I, I at least when putting the bare bulb head on and hitting the model light, it doesn't turn on. But this thing's two hundred and seventy nine dollars. Yeah, um, that was my question: how much that was going to be? Man, that's uh, yeah. They also make a six hundred and I think an eight hundred. I, I think so. Um, yep, and they're a little bigger. I'm thinking about the six hundred because that's mm-hmm. three times the watch of that, which is you know pretty cool. Right, and it's not it's not that uh, much bigger. So power it's wise, the, it's, and it's got the, the nicer screen to it too. It's got like a more user friendly menu mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think we're, I, Natalie and I were talking about. It. I'm gonna get one for the, the, the next season. Uh, I'm gonna get it now, but I'll get it in the spring maybe. Well, power wise, that's comparable to the B10, and the B10 yeah. is six, sixteen hundred dollars. What? Hey, do you guys know this? We were talking about this. I don't. What's a what's an average flash? What's a watts on the average speed light? Uh, about fifty fifty five. Okay. 
So correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I think that's how much it is. So yeah, you you have about four four speed lights there, Andy. Yeah, four and that eighty to it's the letter A and D like Apple David two hundred. You're not when people say it, sometimes it's saying like eighty two hundred, like eight zero dash two. You know what I mean? So. Um, oh, that's cool. Right, so that's four flashes that you have, Andy, in the one in the one head. Yeah. So this, um, I'm just looking up because I actually didn't know that question offhand. And I'm, the first thing that comes up on Google is speed lights produce somewhere between sixty and hundred watts um, of seconds of power. Um, okay. So we wait, know the recycle much, time one to one. Oh, okay. Is yeah, and the recycle slow. time on this because the lithium ion is um, supposedly, you know. Point zero one seconds to two mm-hmm. seconds on one to one flash, depending on where you are in the battery cycle. Actually, no, um, I have, I just got a call today. I got to do his headshot shoot soon in my area, and one of the the CEOs lives in Chicago, so they're like, "Well, we'll fly out to Chicago to do it." I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> so I guess I'm going to Chicago for just a day to do a shoot, and I'm not bringing like big strobes, so maybe I'll get that um that eighty six hundred one just to do that because it's small. Yeah, I don't think about like it, but those, I, unless you, know, you can really power anyway. them down, I, 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 you know, sometimes feel like, especially if you shoot flashes at night, um, it, you know, the, they really have to have the ability to, to stop down, you, you know, or like, um, cause sometimes one over 128 is too powerful, even on like those little flashes, you know, on the regular, on the regular speed lights. So I feel like, yeah. Um, for my purposes and, and I've always, you know, even when I shoot out in the sun and I'm trying to like really bring the sun down because it's a bright day and use more of the flash, I've been using my crappy young nows, you know, at one to one power, which is really not, I shouldn't be doing that, you know, um, cause it, cause I'm, it's just helping. It's not fixing or it's not doing what I really want it to do. But, but I feel like now with this 8,200, I'm going to have a lot more play in that. And I, I don't know if it's going to be, you know. If it's going to be a little, I know. Bit. And uh, on mine, can you, Andy, uh, can you, Andy, can you bring it up? I'm sorry. Uh, can yeah. you just bring it up? Show me. Yeah, hey, hold it. Okay, up. Hold go, it. Hold go it go back ahead. to your feet. Not that close yeah. to the camera. Go ahead, Jimmy. Um, hold it next to your, your head, Andy. Um, it's bigger. Yeah, yeah, see, it's, it's small. It's it's definitely bigger than like a normal flash. It was is probably like this. When you first held it up, I saw a bulb. Yeah, so, so like, I I put the other head on. So this is the this is the regular flash head. Okay. And then you can hot swap the heads. So um, let's kind of take it off. Here's the here's the bulb head. Ah, uh, I see. And yeah. then you just, just pops out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the batteries are different from the, the the strobes, the speed lights though. Unfortunately, it's a different lithium battery. But yes. let me ask you this. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh. I. Totally forgot what I was going to ask you. You were talking about the flash. Oh, yeah, I know. So uh, on my Godox ones, I can go into the menu and say, hey, do you want to go lower than 128th and go one and 256? And I say yes. So oh. look in the menu and that. It might, it might go down another stop. Okay. Well, that's super important to me because that, yeah. that's, that's the main reason why I usually shoot LEDs at night instead of flash at night because usually I want to suck in as much ambient as I can and the flashes are too bright. Right. But it depends on the situation. <laughs> Depends on the I, I, I agree. I like doing LEDs at night because I also just see what I'm getting as I'm getting it, you know. But um, but yeah, we because we don't do the uh, the strobe outside with the sun kind of thing because it's just well, we sometimes don't have the time for it. But we don't have really the equipment for it, so I think we're gonna we're good. We're definitely gonna get one. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. But um, yeah, I hear a lot of great. You're gonna love that thing. I hear it, and it's 
I might just get that one anyway because it's so small and, yeah. and cheap. And I, I still plan on continuing to shoot both Nikon and Sony. So I actually picked up a, a Nikon trigger, uh, like a like a Godox trigger, so I can use the same flash with both the Sony yeah. and the Nikons. So, um, did you get your Sigma back yet? The one thirty five for Sony. You know, I got a call on that one thirty five. So I I send it out to them and like probably the first or second week of October. This is this is um, for listeners to swap my. Sigma 135 from Nikon to Sony. And uh, I sent it out to them like the first week of October. And then like, I think it was just like two weeks ago, I got a call from Sigma. They're like, hey, you realize we have to ship this to Japan, right? And I'm like, yeah, I thought you would have already done that by now. Um, So they only just shipped it to Japan like a week ago. And they said it's going to be like another six to eight weeks or something like that. Oh, boy. That's one thing I've heard about Sigma is it takes forever. Yep. So that's on my my wish list, the... uh, the Sony 135 mm-hmm. uh, 1.8. I think I might do that over a 70 to 200 2.8. I don't have one for Sony. Yeah. And as much as I like that range and that lens, I think that look, which is, oh, I've seen that look on that Sigma lens, and its focus is super close too. Yeah. Right? Like a foot away or something? Mm-hmm. Less maybe? Well, well, no, 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 no. That 135, the, the 1.8 is not, you can't get super close with that. If you look at the specs, it's a lot closer than I closer, thought. Closer, closer than maybe the, the, the one thirty five two zero, but I don't think it's like that much closer. Uh, okay. Listeners, I do remember that we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. I was going to see, Jimmy, was gonna oh. see if Jimmy was going <laughs> to hop in there since he, he did it last time. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'm on it. I said it. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. Um, that Those are both very important. When you go to iTunes, please leave us a review and leave us um, as many stars as you can. Words are better. Stars are good. Words are better. Lots of words and lots of stars. If you get something out of the show and if you appreciate it, and uh, that's the one way that you can kind of give back to the podcast for now. Um, and then uh, help us help you by sending in questions to info at WeddingPhotographersUnite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group, um, Wedding Photographers Unite. Just search it out on Facebook and we'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Uh, we just uh, went over like 600 people in, that, in the Facebook group. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and actually, uh, just so you guys are aware, um, I've, uh, cause sometimes, you know, when we get new requests for the group, um, they're, they're a little weird. Um, so I put right. a lot on a little, uh, thing. So for new people coming in, they just have to say what they're hoping to get out of the group so we can help identify the real people better <laughs> because you, you know, cause we're all kind of moderating that group. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we've got a couple, uh, questions, uh, in there, uh, that, uh, we were going to look at today thanks for people that i just asked if uh, people had things they wanted to, to talk about so um andrew says uh, possible conundrum the overshare if you outsource your editing calling retouching or if you out if you outsource anything basically um do you tell your client and how much transparency is too much uh do you sell it with phrases like my ed- editor and designer um but not in line fashion or do you not bring it up if at all possible. So um, so if we are going to outsource our editing, um, if we're going to have other people do things in our business, um, 
are we is that something we're gonna say like kind of market that that we don't do our own editing are we going to maybe hide that from the clients um is it too much if we share that information or should it does it maybe it doesn't affect the client and we shouldn't say anything at all um who knows uh what do you guys feel about that does the client really need to know yeah first my question is do they do they really need to know they don't they don't need to know know i mean they don't um if if asked uh i would be honest and you can always you can spin anything in any direction like any photographer can say can can market that person to be like um by the way, I shoot with you know I shoot cameras that have dual card slots, so you're double protected. And the listeners or the or the clients are like, oh, that's a good idea. It's that's great. And then now it's a selling point. Well, that's something that should be the case. Yeah. Same S- thing with outsourcing. You can be thing, like, dude, I, I gotta say, since that whole yes. thing happened with those double card slots, every meeting I've had, I've been mentioning that. I've been bringing <laughs> yeah. it up because it's so crazy to me. It that is there's a, still those people out there that think it's okay. Like, no, it's not okay. It just drives me nuts. It's not okay. And, and, I know. And some I know. high profile people that I actually have some respect for. And it's like, dude, no, 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 no. Sorry, I just need to come back to that. I tell every one of my couples, because you should not, I would never hire a wedding photographer. Sorry, I interrupted okay. you, Jimmy. Please continue. It's just this topic that still gets me fired up to this very moment. But go, <laughs> but go ahead. Good old but it's, it's the same with, um, it's the same with like culling or outsourcing and edit. You can, the photographer could be like, look, we're just far too busy to, uh, to edit the 3,000 photos but we shoot on your wedding so we outsource it to be called and then we come back and we tweak the edits ourselves which is may or may, or may not be true whatever but you well, can, if you can take it in the direction right. you know? and then someone might be like you know um, we personally do everything and I actually mention, I do mention that to clients that I say that we personally go through every single image we shoot I don't neither one of us trust another company to do anything really to be honest so uh, at least at this point but yeah, you know and I, and I spin that like it's a good thing but again that's just how you spin it it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's like us putting a final stamp on their images before it gets delivered to them. Right. Um, but, I mean, if you do outsource it, you know, you, it's still, what is it, your presets? Don't you send them, like, like how you I don't edit? Know how that works. Like a, like a DNG yeah. file of how you edit, and then they, they look at the Well, you can, you can give them your Lightroom preset, basically, and say, hey, for this kind of image, start here. For this kind of image, start with this preset, you know? And if you if you do work with the same editor all the time, it depends on the company you go with. Then you can get in a flow with that editor. But very often, I think you have different editors, um, you know, for each wedding you send them. So, but not all the time. Some of those companies do it the right way, and they try to stick the same editor with you, um, and so they can get mm-hmm. used to the presets that you use for particular parts of the day. So, so you have to send all the raw files, like no, a thousand well, no, raw files. No, or... you used to, you used to, but but as of you know, like maybe four or five years ago, when smart previews came out in oh, Lightroom, gotcha. you just you just make your smart previews and then send them the Lightroom catalog with the smart previews attached. So it ends up being maybe like a few gigabytes. Um, okay, because that it's the two files that you're sending them. You're sending them the catalog file and then the smart preview file. So and then when um, they send you back those files, you just drag them into the folder and that's it, right? Yeah. You get those files back from them um, and you just put them right back onto your machine. You open up the catalog and then all of their edit to your smart previews are done right there. You attach the raw, raw files before you export. So I take it you've um, done this before. No, I haven't. I just know how it works because I kind of okay. sometimes move back and forth. Between, or I have this past year when I was trying to use that, uh, you know, the Surface Book Pro. Uh, you can move those catalog files back and forth just just like that, um, or you could even just have it on the external hard drive. You could, but I don't recommend that. You should be editing from your SSD. 
Um, mm-hmm. um, what's what's the uh, sidecar thing in Lightroom then? Um, not, not to drink the order at a bar. <laughs> which what is the extension of the file? Some kind of sidecar XMP stuff no. or individual raw photos? No, for like doing like outsourcing and edit. I don't know what file you're, uh, file you're talking all right. about. I don't. That's <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Then. If I'm you don't know that, straight with it. I don't know what file you mean. Well, because I, I only ask because our, our friend Kathleen, as who is the, the special guest, our special K, as we oh, call yeah. her, um, she we've been well, we mostly Natalie has been editing a lot of her stuff because she just is like, God, I don't want to do it, and. Uh, we're trying to figure out an easy way to do it. Like sometimes she'll just come over and just give us our, her laptop and Natalie will just edit from there. Other times we take the, the whole catalog and put it on another drive and then plug that drive in. I'm just trying to figure out an easy way to do this. Yeah, so the easy way to do it is what I just said. Get her catalog yeah. file and, and have her make the smart preview file and then drag the smart preview file and the catalog file, do the edits. Now, those smart Maybe previews are only ended up being like 2,500 pixels on the long end, something like that. So you're not right. looking at the whole raw file, but you can you have complete control of the white balance, exposure, oh, just like you would with the regular raw image. Well, she's you know she's not the sharpest tool in the box, so we got to walk her through like everything still, even with Lightroom. She still has a lot oh of God. questions about it. And Jimmy, Jimmy, coming Jimmy. to me with that. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna hate me for that one, but do, do, do she, she doesn't to, really know Lightroom do well I have at to all. Self-police so. you on this I'm podcast. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's a little loofy oh, when it comes boy. to techie stuff. She's very loofy, so she <laughs> she's she's very behind and everything. She was just over yesterday. Oh yeah, and, so, and, 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 and I'm trying to help you out. And you question. just keep going. I, <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling you're going to get a smack on the head for that one. Yeah, well, she says she didn't listen to the show when, <laughs> when, listen, when we had her on. Listen. So let's uh, let's hope that stays consistent for your sake. Um, okay. So um, one more. Wait, one, hold on. One more question about these uh, these companies. What's the yes. average price? What's the average cost of, let's, let's say, a 1,000 images? I don't know. You know, when I was looking into it, when I was considering it, it was something like maybe like 300 to 500 bucks. I think it's closer to 500 on Ooh, average. Wow, that much? Yeah, I, I think so. And they, I'd and the just other, take the three hours and just do it myself. Well, well that's what I mean. That's why I don't yeah. do it. Because, you know, which I think from their perspective is probably a fair price. Maybe like 300, maybe like 400 bucks is a fair, fair price, I think. But like, but the thing is, is they want you to call down before you send anyway, and that's not how I edit because I do. Two, I would, I would totally do this, except the way that I call is I do two rounds, and that first round of calling is just what do I want in, and then the second round I edit and then pull out more of the junk that I don't want. You know, when I go through that second round, and they charge like usually on a per image basis. Um, so I think like most companies say they want it like don't send over like 800 photos or don't send over 700. But after my first round of calling, I usually end up having like maybe like 1100, 1200 before I get down to like delivering 700 to 800, you know? Well, look, the um, calling is what I would, that would be to me, that's the number one thing I would want someone to do. I like right. that. I like the oh, edit I part is kind of fun and creative and you, you, you know, you tweak your own style along the way when you look at something and go, oh, wow, that's a nice, that's a nice finish. I like what I'm doing here. Let me run with this. And then you create a new preset and then you use that and whatever. But the calling is not the fun part. That part sucks. Yeah, see, yeah. For, I, for me, I, I do the calling 
I love the calling because I just I just plow through it. I think my calling style is different than other people's because, like I said, I have those two different ways. I'm literally when I call, I'm my right hand is on the right arrow, my left hand is on the on the numbers. And I'm like bang, 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 yes, bang, 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 yes, bang, bang, bang. Like literally, my, my right <laughs> yeah. finger is just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And like like I literally just keep. But doing you're that. also a musician and a gamer too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Yep. So I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay. Next question. Uh, Hannah, Hannah, what's up? A, a long time listener. Now we've been doing this podcast for a few years. We know Hannah. Um, Hannah, let's talk about sharing space and playing. Oh, see that. And this is the question that I said that we already kind of answered. So we might just do a very quick, if we even have a follow up, we might've already mentioned it, uh, but she says, let's talk about uh, sharing space and playing nice and working effectively with videographers. Um, and, if you have any uh, conundrums, some of the great or the ugly conundrums, feel free to share those as well. And then, uh, yeah, there's just a few of those photos that we very often see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that are, you know, the tripods and the people, you know, come, coming out with, with the hoodie on and the and the gray jeans, the videographer, mm. that guy oh. that, we, that we've seen from time to time. Even at, you I would, know, I had a high-end wedding and I had one of these, somebody in our area basically, you know, did not do what they were supposed to do and uh, started hiring all these young people that shouldn't have been in weddings. And the, I had this one dude like have come out, come with like the gray ripped jeans and, this, and a t-shirt to like this high-end wedding out in Rochester. And it was like, what are you thinking? You know, like, like, what are you thinking? And you could just tell like they were completely out of place when they showed up to like the bride's house in the morning because it was like a very nice house and... It was just like, oh my god, what are these people thinking? But um, oh. to the topic, if I, if I see a, if I see a couple like that, like a wedding or not a couple, it's just a team, the videographer team, and they're just a mess, and they have all this gear, and they're just you know in the way. I I never even I barely even talk to them. Yeah. when there's guests around, because I, I don't yeah. want anyone associating yeah, yeah, me yeah, with yeah. them. Right. Exactly, yeah. because I felt like like oh here I am associated with these guys in some kind yeah. of way. Like this, these are my videographers showing up like this. No way, son. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like like I no. am. I have I've been, nothing I've to said do with it these to people. guests. Yeah, yeah, I've said it to guests before. I'm like, hey, by the way, they're they're not with us, and they're like, oh y'all, we know, we can tell. Yeah. You know, when they do something ridiculous in the church or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst I've seen was a girl. She was a videographer, and she wore a tie dyed shirt. Like, oh come my God! On. Are you kidding me? Like I know we're all artists and we can you know, pull that pull that card, but come on, can't oh, do, yeah, can't do yeah. That, you you at least have to know you have to know your clientele and the weddings that you're shooting. You know, like sometimes people can pull off that kind of look at the right kind of wedding, the right kind of people. You know what I mean? They're kind of laissez faire, but you have to know that ahead of time. These people did not, you know, you know, you're just not dressed for the right kind of wedding. And you should mm-hmm. not be doing what you're doing. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, that's kind of more, more of my complaint. You bring up, <laughs> bring this stuff up. Um, so, how do we? I don't know. How do we work effectively with the right kinds of videographers? Maybe we should put it that. You don't. You don't. You <laughs> don't. No, just you know what? We 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 can be polite. But we don't have to be. We don't have to go over the top for someone we're never. We might not never see again right. with the, with the videography. If they're, it's one thing if they're just obnoxious and they're polite about it. You know, if they got like a lot of gear and they're busting out like a crane and doing like weird stuff like that. Well, that's what they do. But if they're if they're like not polite to you or rude or just ignoring what you're doing or constantly getting in your way too, then you just got to be like, dude. 
let's how about we do this how about i take some time with a couple then you take some time with a couple as opposed to all of us trying to fight for a, a good angle i've said yeah. that too but to people what I'm i like, what let I me have, just have 10 minutes and you have 10 minutes yeah what i have started mentioning at meetings um is when we get into you know initial consults with couples when we get into the topic of, of videographers i usually kind of mention you know Ooh. i usually mention yeah, I was, hey i was going to bring this up too yeah, yeah. go ahead I need a certain amount, you know, I usually say I want an hour and a half of time with between wedding party, family photos, shots of you guys as a couple. Give me that time. I work at the level of work and you see my portfolio. Less than that, your day is more stressed and, you know, it's going to be much harder to, to work at that level. Also, um, let's think about drive times. If it says 20 minutes on Google Maps, it really means 30 on a wedding day. Also, let's think mm -hmm. about videographers. I'm not talking about time for a videographer to direct. There are two different kinds of videographers you can hire. Some that kind of stand back with a long lens and shoot along alongside, you know, with what I'm doing as I'm directing. And then there's the kind that want to direct too. That's fine if you want to hire the kind that wants to be the direct, but you just have to add that time in to the time that I'm that I'm requesting. You know, and I and I say I say it in a nicer way, you know what I mean? Like at the console meeting, but I basically say that exactly. Um because I'm just I, I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of just um, I can work with anybody um, for the most part. And even on those days, you know, when I was working with those kids that showed up in the ripped jeans, like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, I, like it's all good. And, I'll, and the couple had no idea that I had a problem with them. You know what I mean? Like, I was just holding it up all inside my head. You know what I mean? Like, being nice, had a smile on my face, right? But inside my head, I'm like, dude, this is no, 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 no. And, but I'll always make it work. But the thing is, is that I've had so many of those situations. This year was the worst for that, like that that kind of situation with people jumping in to direct and all this kind of stuff, getting in getting in these shots. And now I've just I'm just saying it every time. And and if they want to, I have the, I have a list of videographers that I think works well that hangs out in the back. And then I've and then other people I say if you hire somebody else, just make sure that you're thinking about this. That's where I've gone with this because it's become such a problem this past year. Mm -hmm. And in our consult, I, we always kind of end it with, you know, if you need any other vendors like videographers, you know, we've worked with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Please let us know if, mm. if you need any names. And this coming weekend, um, there's this one local guy, just love working with him. Um, this coming weekend, this is going to be our fifth wedding in a row that we're working together. Mm. Yeah, you know, so that could just goes show of how how good he is, and you know, I just um, want to say maybe he's this name, and we're giving him positive feedback, so maybe it's him. But have you worked with uh, Andy Marin, Moran Marin? Okay, I was thinking maybe you're talking about that guy. That dude's awesome, amazing to work with. You know, maybe it's a similar kind of thing. But mm -hmm. anyway, we started offering video past uh, two years now, maybe. Um, uh, we met. Because it's it's first of all it's hard to wrap to to wrangle in a, a someone under your belt that's already doing it right. You need to find someone who's young, new with this, who might have a day job but wants to do this more and more, and doesn't have insurance or leads or much or advertising. So we found someone that Natalie worked with uh, at a bar she tends bar at, and uh, she's great. And her name's Taylor, and we use her. She's exclusive with us now. Um. So whenever a couple asks for a date, she's always going to be available. Uh, and then there's another team that we also list in our brochure that's a legit team we've known for years. And they're two different styles. And it's working pretty good. I say a, th a third of the couple's book video, maybe a little less. Um, and she's, you know, she's, and it's nice when that happens because then, you know, we'll all go out. We know she understands, like, I might be the, the main director here of everything. And, you know, I, I'm aware that I got to, a lot time for Taylor to do something because it's all under JFP, you know? So I gotta, I gotta be aware of all that. And yeah, it's a pain, but it's, it's extra money for everybody and that's good. And I, I like it. And couples are, 
digging it so far. I don't. I can't recall. I only recall a couple of weddings this year where there was another video team that wasn't. So us. do you, um you don't you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But uh, do you oft offer like some sort of incentive uh, for them to go with video as well? Do you kind of give them mm. a percentage off of like photography uh, just so it. that you have your own team with you I don't. all day? No, I mean, I mean, since you're since you are willing to offer a free wedding, if nobody brings their cell phones, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I want I want that to go viral. I want news coverage. I want everybody all over this. But uh, no, this it, there's there's on the brochure. There's uh, you know still photography packages, and then there's video, and then we just add it. You know, but if we're talking to the couple and they ask, hey, what if we do this and this, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can work out a deal. But there's only so much. There's only little I can do. I can add hours, maybe. I can add like a studio engagement session, digital files. There's things I can add that really don't cost money, but I don't want to take any money away from Taylor, you know, and I don't want, and the house doesn't want to take a, not take a cut because then it's going to hurt in tax purposes. And mm-hmm. so it's just, I, I don't, I don't say it, you know, I don't, there's a lot of things we don't do. We don't offer a military discount. Uh, we don't do like a, uh, some, I don't know, I can't think of anything else, but some people do and that's fine. But mm-hmm. no, we don't, uh, we don't so do no, discounts. Um, Gentlemen, oh, yeah. uh, Black yep. Friday. And the reason I'm doing that is because I wanted a nice segment from discounts into the next question. Oh, unless, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> unless, Neil, you, you had something you really wanted to No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so speaking of discounts, uh, another question. Uh, Black Friday deals for photographers. Does it make you look desperate or is it Ow. basic advertising? What? What kind of weird question is that? What do you mean desperate? I know what, he's, I know what he means. Well, you, I know what you he know, means. You're, I, don't, I wouldn't it, say I yeah. wouldn't use the Yeah, I know what he means. But. Go ahead, no. I mean, it means you're hurting for business, so you're going to offer some discounts to uh, to get some business in. Oh, so I'm taking it. I'm looking at a different. You know what I mean? Okay, I see what you're saying. Sorry, I looked at it too literal. Okay, I mean, it, yeah. So you're saying you book on Black Friday or within a week, and we'll give you a ten yeah, percent off. Yeah, you package. put out the ad, the the you know the Facebook ad or the Google ad. Gotcha. Say, hey, Black Friday deal. Book and save a few hundred bucks. You know, um, which I had. I saw a couple of those today on my feed. Um. I don't know. For my business, I, I don't. You know, um, I haven't needed to. I think. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I would do it. You know, if I wanted to. I don't. I wouldn't say that it makes you look desperate. I think it's how you go about it. You know, and how how you present it. Maybe. Yeah. It's a, um, yeah. But I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything terrible about doing it. Um, it might make you look less exclusive. If you're having to put the, the, that out there, maybe that's what he's referring to. And um, I would, you know, in my business, I would prefer not to. But at the same time, I I wouldn't hold myself back from doing it. Or maybe especially if it was something outside of weddings. Um, if it was, you know, something that was outside of weddings that, uh, you know, was maybe a headshot sessions or something like that. I guess maybe. if you're one of those photographers who show up to uh, bridal shows all the time and give out bridal show discounts, I mean, this could be your Black Friday thing. So if you're one of those people who have... Uh, you know, it's maybe a staff of photographers that you need to fill. Um, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of take back my emphatic uh, reaction, but uh, I mean, I think about it, I still agree with, with what I said. No, it, it depends on how you, you say it and, and what the, the discount is. Like um, when Groupon first came out, I, I tried to get on it and they were like, no, at first, fine. Uh, a couple a year or so later, then they, we retouched base again and they wanted to do a wedding package with me, but they wanted like half originally of what, the cost was. I'm like, get the hell out of here. So that was ended. Another year later, they call me back again, and I said, I'll do a, a portrait thing with you guys. But that's it. And then they took way, way less. Uh, I ended up canceling it and, and scratching the whole thing because 
it was it got to the point where all my all the clients that were doing the not all most of the clients that were doing the Groupon thing were the kind who go to a buffet and complain about the food. You know, it's like just that kind of clientele, and wasn't my wasn't my wasn't my uh, my my thing. So and also I also saw other photographers on there that I didn't even know, but they were like. Uh, yeah, a boudoir session that's normally seven hundred dollars is, is thirty nine ninety five. I'm thinking, get the hell out of here! First of all, what the hell are you really gonna do for forty bucks? And how much more money are you gonna rope in there? And anyone that's charging that much money, and then discounting that much, is it cannot be legit. So I just wanted it out of Groupon totally. So those photographers, if your Black Friday deal is gonna be like normally, you know, book wedding for two thousand dollars, but on Black Friday we'll do it for five hundred. That's just not gonna look right. Not gonna look right, you know. And don't yeah, that's how you try present to, it too. I think it is. And then you don't want to nickel and dime someone after the fact either. When you're like, "Oh, you said it was five hundred dollars," I'm like, "Oh, that was just for the first hour." <laughs> yeah. Once you, you know? say you're gonna do something, you do it. Right. You don't. Right. You don't offer a discount and then do half a job. You know, you do the normal job that you would normally do. Um, George, I wouldn't even expect. I wouldn't, I'm sorry. I wouldn't even expect to book a wedding on like Black Friday. I mean, that's that's kind of short notice. You'd really have to build up some momentum beforehand of. Right. of offering this kind of deal. If anything, I would like say I'd mark my my print my, my online store maybe 10% off or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and give a couple days days notice. Um but off a wedding that's that's pretty pretty tough to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially you, especially you got to meet the people too. Uh Georgia in a separate post in the Wedding Photographers Unite Facebook group says Regarding second shooting, I second shot a wedding with a friend, and she told me that after she delivered the wedding to the clients, I could have my own photos back to edit them myself and post them. She now has changed her mind and doesn't want to give me back the photos. I didn't sign a contract or anything. Are they legally my pictures or hers? Ah, uh, This is a loaded well, question. Well, oh, I think no, legally... Not at all. No, it's... it's yeah, go ahead, Jim. Yep. I think legally, whoever presses that button yes. owns the copyright. Correct. Absolutely. Unless, Unless you sign con- something yes. in contract stating that, no, I'm working for this company, I do not own the copyright. Unless there's a work-for-hire contract. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, I'm, I'm right? Yes, that's correct. So, yeah. so from a legal standpoint, if you second shoot for somebody and do not sign a contract, you own those images, and technically, the photographer that hired you can't really use them. So, but you yeah, know, so now, actually, that's true. I mean, really, technically, from a complete legal standpoint. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny about that is my second shooters that I know well do that. Do I have a signed contract with them? No. Should I? <laughs> Probably. You know what I mean? Like, it, like yeah. for the people that you trust and really trust, right? Or the people that I'm that I have working with me, um, I don't do that. Um, but uh, you know. A question: if, Are, are if, you going to do that with? For, um, I I have done second shooter contracts with, with people that coming I really up don't in know. LA. No, I didn't. So Gary could no. Gary could totally screw me if he wants to, but I don't think he's going to. <laughs> we'll he, just put him on blast on the podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and and that's that's the thing about it is like I think you know with all this contract stuff, and I just did. I just had to go back and forth on my contract with um the the news headshots that I told you about because I like. And it's a long story. I don't want. I won't get into the details. But I had to go. I had to do some going back and forth beyond the contract that I had with them. But it's always a negotiating point. And um, 
and to some extent, you know, regardless of whose contract you go with in that kind of situation, like whether you go with like the client's contract, your contract in a commercial setting, um, you're really still hoping that nobody has to ever use the contract ever, you know, and you really kind of have to Mm -hmm. judge those situations based on how well you know the people and the people that you're working with. But contracts exist, exist for a reason. You know, Gary could totally screw me. Gary could be a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, no, Andy, you had me shoot this wedding for you. And, uh, and I'm not going to deliver any of these images. I'm sorry. I own them. I click the shutter. But from a legal standpoint, he could totally do that to me. But I don't think he's going to. You know, and really you should have, you know, I mean, if you're really getting, you know, doing things the right way. I should I should have, you know, hey, Gary, here's my second shooter contract. Will you please sign this? And I'm sure he yeah. probably would. But when there's people that when OK, so when I looked at Gary's portfolio, his portfolio is 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 great. It's great work. You could see that he's done lots of weddings over lots of years and he really knows the industry. His communication with me was very good. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, well, and, and so like you, you make these judgment calls on the people that you're going to work with. But you know, Gary's been doing this for many years. I've been doing this for many years. And I, and I think we both know the drill, you know, but when you're working with somebody new who maybe doesn't know the drill or like in this situation where this, um, Georgia is talking about this, you know, situation of, um, she might be new. Maybe the person she shot with is new and they don't know those rules. In that case, I think you maybe need, (laughs) need, need to at least, have the have the verbal conversation about hey this is what's going to happen and she's saying that she did have the verbal conversation main shooter said you can use them and then the way she went back and said you can't however really georgia those photos are yours if you didn't so if the main shooter is going to be a jerk like that i might be a jerk back too and say sorry i'm going to use them i mean but it depends on if you really want to play that game you know and and you probably don't you, you know do you want to play that game i don't know if you do so right and legally wise just remember, we're talking about the United States here. Yes. You know, we, we do have a lot of listeners overseas, so it's it's completely different. You, you just never know. Unless, you know, your local laws. Yeah, but you're right, though. If you're working with someone new, just pull up a, a quick uh, a contract, any anything online, and just be and like, you got to sign it. I wouldn't take I, – everyone I've worked with has always been someone I know. I worked with this guy, Steve, recently. He did a great job. I think I mentioned him last time. Um at a wedding uh, him and I shot a few weeks ago and he's someone I've known for a couple of years and he's local in the area. So he, you know, and I, I he, he wouldn't come back to me and say anything like that either. And if he did, then I know, then look, you're never working with me again and your name's not going to be too good in the area. So exactly, exactly. That's, yeah. that's the other kind of recourse is that, you know, we all as a, as an industry for the, for those of us that have been doing this for a while have these unwritten rules. And part of the unwritten rules is you second shoot for somebody, you give them the photos and you don't use them and you follow the, the lead of what the main photographer says. However, when the main photographer goes back on their word, then things, and like in this situation, then it gets a little interesting um, because she's not following the rules from what she originally said. Um, last topic, Nick. Nick says, um, hey, we had, saw that you guys were brought up if you're looking for conversations, and I shot a wedding with Nick a year ago or so, and he says, and we had a conversation um, where we talked about this, going the extra mile for clients, and do we do them a disservice or not if we don't go the extra mile, even if they don't know the difference? Should I repeat that whole thing again? Um, no. Uh, it... <laughs> Maybe I will for our listeners. Okay. Going the extra mile for our clients. Do we do them as a disservice if we don't go the extra mile, but they don't know the difference? 
he's not really wording that question correctly, but I get what he's saying <sighs> overall. Hey, do we go the extra mile for all our clients or only the special ones? So and what, for those who, who we don't, will they really know? Right. Right. I think if you're going the extra mile every time, then that phrase gets watered down or even deleted because then you're not, you, that's what you're doing all the time anyway. Yeah. So here's, man, I used to, like, when I first started, before I really knew what I was doing and my images that I edited were totally inconsistent and looked like crap compared to editing <laughs> yeah. things the right way, um, I did go the extra mile all the time. And the problem is, is that when you go the extra mile all the time, you end up driving too many miles and running out of gasoline and uh, you have no more fuel to get the job to, to drive to the other weddings that you have to edit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, so I've learned over the years that, yes, I go, I, I know that I feel like sometimes I will, like on editing a wedding, I'm like, oh, you know, I should take that light socket out or I should do this or, or I should do that. But like, if I do that on every photo for every wedding that I edit, then I have no more gasoline left in the tank. So you have so you have to use your best judgment on what you are going to take the time to do and on the images that matter for that work to be done. Um So are we talking about editing? Or I am. are we talking about shooting? I am, but okay. you can apply that Both. to everything though. Yeah. Yeah. S- same idea, I think for yeah, exactly, Neil. Like same idea for like, you know, like you've got this shot of these terrible tripods, right? And it's like, well, you know, what battles do I want to fight? There are some battles that are worth fighting, right? And then there are some battles where I've just got to take that photo and move on and then do a better job in these in this other area. You know, and and sometimes I I do I do, you know, what I I want to use the word succeed, but that's the wrong word. Um I fold you know, like if I was playing poker, but what's the other word I'm looking mm-hmm. for? But sometimes I fold to the situation because it's like, you know, that's a battle surrender. that, yeah, I surrender to, to that situation. Mm-hmm. Like this fam, this, this particular group shot is going to have terrible things going on in the background with average light because, because there's something else happening that I have to go run over and get. So I have to fold on that situation. You know, you have to, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you're constantly playing that battle. Um, and sometimes you can go all out on a particular shot. Sometimes you can't uh, because otherwise also, you'll burn you know, yourself it, out. It also depends on what you define is the extra mile. Let's say you're, you're doing a shoot when, you, when you're, you're doing something and 30 people line up in front of you and grandma, grandma inevitably shows up with her purse. That like as if her life savings isn't that old people never let go of their purse. And she's there and you're like, you, you got, you're so pressed for time. You're already going. Do you go over there? And ask to take the purse out or take the purse. Sometimes you're just like, I, I just got to shoot it. And, it. and it is what it is. That's how they rolled in. Or one person wearing sunglasses. You're like, there's 50 people in front of me. I can't, I don't have the time right now to, to, to go through each person and, and, and do something like that. So that's not necessarily going the extra mile to, to, to have grandma take her purse out or put it down. It's, it's weighing what's going on around you. Same, and editing too, the same way. It's like sometimes you're like, like you said, uh, I can't remove that light socket. Uh, every every image to me that's what an album's for that's what retouching in the, in the album is is about you know recently kathleen liquefied a bride a little to make her a little thinner on a couple pictures i'm like you can't do that because she's gonna she's gonna want you to do it on all the images and she's like uh yeah but i want to do it in this one i'm like oh okay well that's dangerous you know i mean it's one thing to do it for a thank you card or an album but you know just to do a couple pictures like that is is risking her coming back at you being like not happy because 
you, you she would expect that in every picture. Mm. Yeah, you got to pick your battles. Yeah, I mean, we 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 always okay for last last week, for example, right? I just talked about that awesome bride and at the wedding with the woman that was annoying me. We we backpacks are on our body. We are leaving. We said goodbye to everybody. As we're crossing the, the band is when the bride got up on stage and starts singing that song. Of course, Nat and I looked at each other like, oh my God, do I put strobes back on the camera releases? I said, grab the LED. I'll shoot my Sony. Grab the Sony, went to the aperture setting, uh, aperture you priority put, setting. You put it on she the held easy an button. LED up. Yep. Yep. You put, and, it, you put it on oh, the, I am a monkey with a, with a camera in my hand. Damn button. right I did. <laughs> monkey setting. And, the, the, it, and they look great. And then she's watching me. She's laughing. Everyone's there with their phones, recording video, having a great time. I, I turned to the crowd. Nat turns the light to the crowd. We stayed for pretty much the whole song. We just wanted to see what happened. It was, it was awesome. But of course we're not going to just – we talked about it in the car. She's like, imagine how the reactions of the faces when if the bride's up there singing a song and the two photographers just be like, all right, guys, see you later, and walk out as she's singing the song. I'm like, that would have been horrible. You can't do that. You got to – you got to uh, – Unfortunately, there are people who do that. I know. I mean, it's one thing if we're in our car already. We just didn't know what happened later on in the night. But, right. I mean, we're there. You, of course you got to cover it somehow. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, can I just say that I feel like the best content in our shows always comes towards the end? I feel like sometimes we start off, you know, like going yeah. through some topics like what we've been up to, but I feel like – for listeners that hang on through the end, the, all the better information in our shows usually comes like around, you know, after the first third, you know, we get over that, you know, our, like what we've been up to and then we get into the real topics. I feel like it gets pretty like, man, this is like a super important information, you know, for newer did people. Did I tell you, Andy and Neil, did I tell you about that? Um, the, a bride wanted like a, a wedding that I shot in 2006 and she wanted some photos. So I pulled up the files and looked at them. No. No. Anyway, so, so she wanted a couple of images. I thought she wanted everything. So I'm looking back at what I did at, at this wedding. I remember this day. It was in Manhattan. And it's before Aperture, Lightroom, at least before I had it. And I look back at how many images I gave the couple for the, port, the bridal portraits. I'm delivering now. I, I just hit a new record. I think it was a little over 400. Edited and culled and edited 400 portraits of the bride. I'm usually around 200, both of us, right? Like said and done, there was 19 photos of the of the couple, and some of them are just the bride itself. I was like, "Oh my god, how did people hire me after this?" I really don't know. I like how the bride is just an inanimate object. The bride itself, the bride, the the bride. I I just I'm amazed of that. I I delivered so little images of of the couple, and then. I'm like doing everything, like re, you know, re-editing everything, and I said I'll get this to you soon. And she's like, well, I really just want one image. Is that better? I'm like, oh my god, yes, please. Just tell me what image you want. <sighs> mm. On a side note, by the way, before I forget, that last photo you posted of the the black and white of the couple laughing, holding hands. I didn't shoot that. Natalie shot that. Oh, you should have told me even, that. She told me she's like, by the way, that photo I is. Posted I'm like, that and asked you, hey Jimmy, can I post this photo? Before and I you said, stole all credit means. from Natalie, and I posted that I under know. your I'm name. Sorry, babe. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't. Very I forgot she shot that one. I, yeah. yeah, but that's good. I mean, it's good to know that you know, Neil. I, some I feel of like my you, favorite had, you were about to say something just a minute ago. Am I wrong about that? And then, oh, thank you. Jimmy oh, is Jimmy is me? pointing to me. No, uh, Andy's mic is. How about now? Is it better now? No. Okay. Listeners, you can still hear me, but I've got a, sometimes my mic just kind of comes in and out. Now you guys hear me. Now you hear me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Neil, I was about to say, it, it seemed like you were about to say something a minute ago. And then, uh, 
Was it on this the, current topic or the previous yeah, topic? Maybe the previous. Because I was kind of thinking about that previous topic because I really never never chimed in a, a, about that about you know yeah, doing. I, a I was just looking at your expression and I'm like Neil has because I'm, the, I'm the still review thinking got, about it. The iTunes I'm still review thinking that we got. About it. They said Neil has these important things to say, <laughs> and I feel like you're about to say something. Well, well, so, well. Sometimes I, I need to collect my thoughts, and then all of a sudden the show is over, and then I'm like, okay, well, that didn't happen. But no, I'm I'm still thinking about it. like, do you deliberately like not give them like hundred percent? Is is that what the question is? Like, are you, or does it just happen? Because I do have my off days. Is where you know what? Because I want I want to be known as the photographer who. When you hire me, I'm going to give 120. percent I'm going to yes. give you undivided attention. But there are days as to where I get taken out of out of my routine. Like let's say if I'm working with a videographer who just gets me like all riled up and I I, I can't focus or something like. And then and then and then at the end of the day, it feels like I didn't give my 100 percent because I got taken out of my my thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I feel. But but is this like like I'm doing like you you're doing it on purpose? I, I like that's why I'm kind of wondering. I, I just can't imagine saying you know what? I'm I, I'm not in the mood today, so I'm just going to give this like fifty percent. Yes, so you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean because I think those of us that that succeed and you especially Neil because you're a hundred and ten percent on everything, which is so. I have so much respect for you. Like I can't even tell you how much respect I have for you because because that mentality. He just gave me a little uh, praise. <laughs> um, but you. like, but no, but but really though, like you have that that mentality is what makes us succeed in this business and in this industry is always giving a hundred percent all the time, you know. And so I think that like, I guess it on a big picture level, I would still tell myself that yes, I'm, I'm giving it a hundred percent, you know, like I'm totally 100% like, cause I have the same mentality, like anything that can be important to these people, I'm going to do the absolute best that I can in the provided situation. I'm not, I do, it's not like I don't have that mentality because I do. However, when there are two things that could be photographed at the same time, right? And like, I, you have to sometimes make judgment calls about what is the more important thing or what is the more, more important thing to take the time to do well I've I have folded on I'm I'm using the word folded but that's not even the word that I want to use. I have um succumbed maybe is is the mm-hmm. word that I've been looking for. I, I I have succumbed to the idea that on some shots the, the amount of brain power that it would take for me to to move people from one location to another and set things up and set up a light and do things in the way that I know would give the best shot is not conducive to using my time and abilities at 100% when I could be doing some, doing some using that brain power for something else that is more important because that's the that's the problem that I have is like cuz I want to I'm the same way Neil like I'm like I really like I'm 100% you know what I mean like all day and like we go home from these weddings and we're ready to pass out on the floor and everything like that but like it's like but but I really I and I feel like I've I've allowed myself more and more to succumb to those situations where I know that that it's just it's so much it it's too much for for the end result for what the what that particular shot is and and my brain power is better used on this other set of images later or like when i go out with a couple later at night i would rather have still have the, the my 100% brain power then than like getting this shot with this with with their friend their college friends to be this perfect thing you know mm-hmm. um 
but that's been hard for me over the years because I because I do have that hundred percent mentality, you know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like what we said before. Everyone, you know, anyone can get a, a, a decent camera package and start calling themselves a wedding photographer for the people who like to to do this. But if you find yourself out there frustrated, not sleeping the day before, not giving a hundred percent, being like, uh, or too or so so nervous to the point where you're just not not doing the job right. This isn't for you. You know, it's, it's, this is not an easy gig at all by, by no means. Yeah. And, uh, the people think it's like, you know, it's, oh, this is cool. This has got my, it's totally cool. I love it. Yeah, dude. You know what, man? Not easy, like, man. I, I'm sorry, but, but Neil, one, that is absolutely right. And I feel like this is probably the most important lesson for new people that want to be wedding photographers. Like this topic that we're having right now, like I'm telling you right now, the people that make it are the people that have that 100% mentality all the time at a wedding. You have to have that. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are so many like new photographers that I see like coming up and, oh, they bought the camera and they're doing these family shoots and they really have no idea what they're doing and, they're, and you can tell that they're putting in 60% energy into their shoots, you know, and like, it's like, you're never going to make it. You're going to, you're going to find so many things that come your way doing this or people that don't like these shots or all these topics that we talk on this podcast that, that are going to stop you from doing this, but you just haven't learned that lesson yet. Unless you listen to this podcast, hear what we're talking about right now, and decide to be 100% at everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's look at Jimmy, for example, of, of how he started this podcast off. He's talking about something that happened at a wedding you know, not too long ago. About He didn't have to go up to that woman and say something. And, it's, it, but, and he's still talking about it because he cares. Well, you know I, I, I mean? did it because right. it was going to affect the photos. And I'm like, Correct. this woman should be sitting down. Like and I don't that, want her. I'm not. I'm not cloning her out. I don't want her in the, the in the bride and groom's. She's already in a few of them, but I didn't want her in in when the couple comes in. It's like, come on, just go sit down. Right, so, and that's because you care. I cared, and I right. and I went over there, and uh, you know the story. So yeah, and we and, and at the end of the night, of course, we did what we did. We still give 110 percent all the time, but yes, of course, there's days when we're just doing the 100. percent You know, we're doing our job. We're there. And if we, you know, and it, we all do that. We're all at our job sometimes, whether, it, and I don't think it has so much to do with how you feel, like, uh, physically. I think it's kind of like if you get a vibe from the, from the family or the bride and groom that, that you're just hired help, you know, like you're just the, the caterer or the florist or you're just yeah. there for the reason, then you're like, okay, um, I'll do my normal thing today, but I'm not going to bust out the strobes and the, and, the, and the colored gels and all this stuff to do this awesome photo of a couple outside because they might not even like it. And at that time, you're, you're kind of like, I'd rather do that with a couple who's going to appreciate it. So at that 10% extra mile, you're saving for someone else. And that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. It's okay. And I, I think that's maybe what gets us so frustrated or that's, you know, with when we see, you know, a, a videographer or another vendor kind of doing, just skimming by and doing the job. Right. Where it's like, like even for me, like I, well, this is weird or whatever, but like I do not like eating during cocktail hour. Like, I don't like, um, you know, it's not my time to go and get cheese, you know, during cocktail hour. And, and you know, I, <laughs> and as, as hungry as I might be and as much as I might want that cheese, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not my time. Like, like, I feel like there's always something that I could be doing or there's some shot that I could find or as much as this cocktail hour is my least favorite part of the day or is redundant. Like, um, I don't know. Like, but that... And I say that, but over the years, I have gotten the cheese once in a while. 
<laughs> so once in a while, more, the more that I'm really okay, maybe there's really not going anything on right now, and I'm really gonna. But like, but that's always been you know like that that mentality of like where where if I do see other people like sometimes I've seen other vendors like like I've had a videographer like grab a cupcake that are not supposed to be eaten until like later. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they, like, wow. like, no, like that crazy. made me want to flip the hell out in my mind. Like, I'm like, this dude is grabbing a cupcake. They didn't haven't even cut the cake that until later it's cocktail hour. And you're grabbing a cupcake. You don't know. You don't know what's going on at this particular part of the day. Like just totally ridiculous. You know? Oh man. I feel but, guilty because one time I did grab a starburst. <laughs> off, the, off the candy table. <laughs> well, I mean, there's the presentation of the Starburst pot mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm sure it wasn't yeah, lost yeah. because of that. But, um. Anyway, all right, guys. Yeah. Anything? Any last minute thoughts for this one? Yeah, bring some of the sunshine down here, guys. I'm looking at my screen. I got sunlight on, on Andy. I got sunlight on uh, Neil pussing in through some window. We have clouds everywhere in the Hudson Valley for days now. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, we got clouds, but there's just little spots of sunlight. All right, taking through. Well. Must be nice up there. All right, guys. It's this cold, has been though. Episode ninety six. It's cold. Thanks everybody for listening. To Neil, where can people find you? Neilurban dot com. N e a l u r b a n. And Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. James Ferrara dot com. Social at J Ferrara photo. And my my name is Andy Buscemi. Last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. You can uh, Google me, find me on social media that way. Thanks for listening in, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Catch you next time. All right, man. Good night.